This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christoph, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Damien Christoph. And I'm Brett Hill. And Lawrence is not with us at the moment. Somewhere jetting around the world, of course. Once again, this is a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your lives. And tonight, we are joined by a very special guest, a guy with a lot of vision, a lot of passion, a lot of inspiration. He's changing the world of takeaway food. He's uh, he's working with some of Australia's best chefs and best nutritionists to bring out healthy, primal living paleo-based food into our cafeteria areas in the supermarkets and the shopping centers. It's none other than the Josh Sparks from Thrive. Josh, great to have you with us. Damien, thank you. What an introduction. I can't possibly live up to that. There's, uh, <laughs> there's a check in the mail. Thank you. Ah, uh, no worries. Josh, uh, we met not too long ago. Uh, in fact, uh, I met Dan Churchill that same day, and uh, it was great because you've been looking at um, – well, not – not looking, I'll say it out loud, you were, we were talking about putting some of our forage stuff, the paleo, into your Thrive Things, and you told me a story, and I got talking to Juliet, and we thought it would be a great idea to talk about your journey into how you got to bring healthy food into the food courts of Australian shopping centres, and so that's where we're at today. Fantastic. Okay, so... Where shall I begin? Uh, my, my background is uh, uh, originally I was a lawyer, but that was a million years ago. Uh, the last 15 years or so, I've been involved in retail and, and specifically fashion brands, actually. So I was the first CEO of Sass and Bide in Australia, and then I spent five years in the US as CEO of Tom Brown in New York and running the e-commerce business of Anthropology, which is part of Urban Outfitters down in Philadelphia. So the reason I give you that background is that my working week consisted of at least three or four days uh, in malls. And uh, consequently, I was uh, forced to, to, to look at, I guess, food courts as my primary um, eating uh, venue basically every day of the week bar one or two. Mm. And I started eating paleo myself in 2009, there or thereabouts, but it was really kind of Rob Wolf, I think, uh, his, his book, Paleo Solution, that came out in 2010, got, got quite a lot of press in the States where I was living at the time, and, uh, and that, that really made a true convert out of me. So the, the further I went down that, that path myself, the more frustrated I was with the lack of opportunities to, to eat the way I wanted to eat. And really, apart from a salad, uh, which you can get in most places, or sashimi, it's no exaggeration to say it's, it's kind of pretty hard to eat paleo uh, in food courts and strip retail and really most of the kind of mass market food outlets um, around the US, the UK and Australia. So when I returned to, this, uh, to, to Australia in uh, 20, uh, 20, God, when was it? I've kind of lost track of time. 2012. <laughs> um, oh God. Exactly. God, what a worry. Um, in, in, in 2012, I was, I was pretty determined to, to launch something in this space. And I started feverishly writing business plans. I was still consulting in the, in the fashion world, um, you know, just sort of pay, pay the bills, but I was pretty determined to do something within this space. And I wrote business plans for primal paleo, home delivery. I, I looked at doing um, wholesale lines, 
brands, um, had some really interesting discussions with supermarkets. But, but my, my kind of wheelhouse is retail. And, and I just kept coming back to the idea that, that you know, although I'm new to the food space, uh, retail is something I know and love. And in terms of launching and building brands, it's, it's kind of my, my true passion, I guess. So, so, so matching up what was a deep personal passion, which is health and wellness specifically, you know, primal, paleo, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, health and wellness. I'm matching that up to what my professional experience had been for the last 15 years, which is launching and building retail brands um, in mass market environments. It, it, that sort of led to Thrive. But, I mean, I, I registered 80 business names and, um, <laughs> you know, it was, it, was a long, <laughs> it was a long and arduous journey and I bored many a dinner party, dinner party guests with business plans and, you know, dot coms and dot me's and dot com day AUs and try, was, trying to figure bit- it out. I was just about to say, we might have finally found someone with more URLs than Lawrence Tan. Yeah, it's possible, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's actually possible. Josh, that, that sounds awesome. That's a pretty impressive resume. Uh, I'm, I'm so fashion unconscious that I have no idea about any of those brands, but they sound <laughs> impressive. But, uh, but uh, look, I'm really interested in what really got you into it in the first place. Like, What was it particularly about Paleo that sort of sparked your interest and, and what were your initial results with it that really made you want to go on with it? Okay, that's a, that's a great question. So... You know, I, I first encountered a nutritionist in, in high school. I, I was kind of the skinny kid um, trying to get into the first 15 uh, rugby because I, I know you guys are talking about AFL just before you started recording. So first 15 is rugby at, at high school. And, um, and I, had to put on, I had to put on weight. That was basically the deal. I, I kind of had the skills to get in the team, but I was, I was too little. I was too skinny. And so the team referred me to a nutritionist. That, and that was really my first encounter with someone who chose to – um, you know, steer the ship through nutrition rather than through exercise. So my, my assumption was you could kind of eat whatever at 16, I guess we all assume this, you could eat whatever you want and you could always exercise your way out of a bad diet. And so at a relatively early age, I was uh, confronted with the reality that, that actually nothing gets you to your health and wellness or body composition goals faster than a great diet. And of course, over time, that diet has, has changed as our understanding of you know, what great nutrition has changed. But, you know, that, that was the start of the journey. And then as I got more and more involved in, uh, in retail and, and, and like we all do, I was, you know, working, working too, too long. You know, the, the hours were kind of crazy, lots of stress, kind of flying all over the world for the, these brands and, and not eating particularly well and, and probably uh, enjoying myself at various fashion parties a little bit too much and kind of getting out of shape. And so recognizing at a certain point that I really had to get back to first principles. And that's, that's when I started reading about what the latest and greatest was in kind of the, the, the dietary space and the, the health and wellness space. And it was actually a trainer in New York who put me on to Lauren Cordain's book. And, um, and Lauren's awesome. He, he's an academic and he's kind of a little bit harder to read than, you know, Rob Wolf or Mark Sisson. Um, so I was, I was fascinated intellectually, but it didn't really kind of tug at my heartstrings, as it were, uh, until I started reading Rob's work and Mark's work and started listening to Rob's podcasts. And, and so, so that, that was really kind of the, the, the rocket on my back, I guess, that, that propelled me forward down that, that paleoprimal path. And I became one of those awful paleo primal bores that, you know, insists on trying to convert family and friends at every opportunity and really, really probably annoying quite, quite a lot of guests at parties and dinner parties. But I personally saw results and, and the whole N equals one thing, you know, empirical evidence of oneself, it's, it's, it's pretty compelling when you, so, so for me, I, 
I dropped that that you know probably four or five kilos that was kind of the desk weight that I that accumulated over time. I kind of got back to my fighting weight. Um, more importantly for me, um, I, I had a huge lift in energy without the use of caffeine, and it, and it was kind of all day all day energy. And I, I'd become very dependent on you know regular espresso shots throughout the day, and my immune system kind of returned to to full functioning all right. I've become so accustomed to having four or five colds and flus a year. I, I, I sort of reached the point where I thought that was just normal. So it was really about, you know, body composition absolutely improved, but probably more importantly for me in terms of wanting to sustain it was the impact it had on my energy levels and my, my immune function. So having experienced that personally, having insisted friends and family try it, and those who did, having seen firsthand the benefits that they got from it, um, it, it just it just really kind of compelled me to to continue to explore opportunities to launch a business in the space, mate. It's uh, that's incredible. We often talk about the personal experience of somebody, especially leaders in in the field of what we're in, which is the wellness space. We talk about the personal experience because it seems to us that in a, in a I suppose a, a greater playing field of wellness, people who have had experience uh, seem to have some degree of genuineness about them or some degree of authenticity about them that makes them very believable. And and although we've got authorities like Rob Wolf and Lauren Cordain, um, you know, there's other guys out there that are talking about, you know, paleo and primal and they're doing, you know, great stuff but haven't done the university degrees with it. Um, your authenticity, just, you know, it's, it just comes through and it's so good. And when I met you at... Uh, at Thrive in Melbourne at the Emporium there, it, the whole place just was just so awesome and the flavours were great and the food looked great and it was so well prepared and everyone sort of, uh, everyone looked healthy and looked great. How do you get all of what you feel um, to wrap around that brand and how do you, who helped you put all that together? Uh, yeah, look, that's the, it, there's a really, you know, kind of standing on the shoulders of giants. Um, it really applies here. I, I was fortunate enough to be able to pull together a really interesting team of people, people that I'd encountered in uh, all over the world, actually. So the, the original branding was done by a group called Callison, uh, who are based in uh, LA. They've got offices all over the, the US, but their, um, one of their partners, one of their directors was the lead architect at Urban Outfitters. And Urban Outfitters do some, some pretty awesome work. And he, he's an architect, but he was, he was really, he came up as a graphic designer. So he's just one of those guys that has an incredible sense of, aesthetics and, and bringing brands to life in, in three-dimensional context. So um, he, he helped me kind of with the initial branding. Um, my brother, Dan Sparks, is, is an award-winning architect based up on Noosa, uh, based in Noosa. He, uh, he helped me with all the original sketches for the, the concept, and then he's done all our store design since. Um, and then it's just a really good team. Stephanie Kramer, who's uh, our marketing manager, is a hyper-talented graphic designer. She did all the, the brand assets. Um, Natalie, um, my general manager, uh, ex Porto, she's just enormously talented. So it's, it, there's really a team of people that have brought it to life. And in fact, I was talking to, to Steph uh, just the other day and saying what's been really exciting for me is that I can only really take credit with the original uh, – in terms of what, what I can authentically take – credit for and 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 you know i'm happy to <laughs> i'm happy to bask in compliments for really the, the initial idea and, and since then it's actually been taken so much further and, and so far beyond my initial expectations by the people that i'm i'm working with now um that's that's what's been awesome and you know you, you talk about passion and, and 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 the fact that 
when someone comes to this space and experiences the, the frankly transformative power of eating well and, and exercising right and resting and sleeping and, you know, the, the whole lifestyle, mm. then they, and they work for Thrive or, you know, someone like Thrive, you know, one of the other great brands in this space, then they bring so much more to it. Than, that it's not a nine-to-five gig, you know, that you, that they're not just – bringing their experience and their, their, their resume, that they're bringing this genuine desire to, to kind of change out, change the space, change the industry. And, and, does, and everybody, does everybody in your organization, you know, kind of live that thrive way? Is everyone eating good food and exercising? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's been really interesting. See, so, so we are, we're not, um, we're not massively concerned with how they come to us. So, so we've, we've hired people who, you know, look like they look like they could step onto stage for kind of a figure contest or, a, um, or, you know, walk into a CrossFit comp. And we've yeah. also hired people who are morbidly obese. Sure. So we've, we've had a huge range in terms of where they're at in terms of the journey. But, but what we've consistently found is those who stayed with us, and the industry has probably a 30 to 40% turnover. It's a very high turnover in terms of headcount. We've had a very, very low turnover, single digits. But in terms of those who have stayed with us, it's been just so inspiring to see some of these these changes. So, you know, guys who are heavy smokers and turning up to every shift with a super-sized can of energy drink in their hand and they quit smoking, they look fantastic, their skin's cleared up, they're, they're weight training them. And, and we give our managers awesome. and, and staff personal training sessions as, as rewards and, and bonuses. And so there's, um, we really encourage that. We, we also have like, you know, weekly questions where our managers send out questions to the staff about, you know, what's, what's the major advantage of eating X, Y, Z, or what would you recommend to someone trying to lose weight, sweet potato or greens as a base? And so that we have these kind of nice. Q&As and, and then we reward them with personal training sessions and uh, hey, supplements and books. Josh, I'm, I'm really curious about that, about that transformation of all the people who have been employed and working with you, because obviously that's going to reflect, I guess, transformation happening, uh, you know, outside of your workplace as well. So, mm. What do you think it is that's helping those people create the change? Like, do you think it's the fact that they're just being in that environment, they're actually eating the food, and they they started to take on some of the food, and that's helping them make change? Or do you think it's the environment they're in, like the the people they're working with, and perhaps the customers who come in are a bit more health conscious? Or do you think it's the education that you guys give them, or, or maybe a bit of all of those, I guess? Yeah, I, I think it's all of those. You, you know, the, the, the deeper you dive, and the more the more you surround yourself with you know people and influences and information and knowledge. That it all kind of it all kind of reinforces. So so there's there's overlap between all those elements, and it just reinforces. So um, you know certainly when they're working with us, they eat with us. Obviously, you know one, two, or three meals a day, depending on how much how much they're working with us. And we've had people come from McDonald's who have are just fantastic. Uh, at what they do, excellent systems, excellent processes, and they've been at Macca's since they were 17 or 18, and they join us at 26, and they're, you know, they're overweight, and, and um, you know, unsurprisingly, because they've eaten McDonald's for two or three meals a day for eight years, yeah. and, um, and you just see this remarkable change, and it, but, you know, different people kind of arrive at it with a different attitude, and, and, and that's probably the other aspect we've we've had a degree of cynicism from from some staff which is only natural i think it's probably representative of the community as a whole right you know some people are ready to hear this stuff and some people aren't yeah yeah so so so, so to answer your question i think it's a combination of they start eating with us so they're, they're replacing 
you know, bread and shitty carbs and, and just, you know, sugars and processed foods that they're replacing whatever it was that they were eating before with something that is, you know, fundamentally much better for them. But, but to, to address your point, I think it's more than that. It's the fact that we've got books all over the store that they're encouraged to, to read and um, you know, it's the information we give them when they first join in terms of websites and things to go and look at. It's the, the, the talks that we have nutritionists and trainers come in and talk to the staff. And then it's the fact that they tend to – the people who stay and really, you know, without – no pun intended, really thrive in our environment, um, they're, they're pretty motivated people. They're pretty um, up for the idea of self-improvement. And even if they start off a little bit cynical, it's, it's hard not to – it's hard not to be caught up in it when you see the people around you changing for the better. Yeah, nice, nice. I love that. So, Josh, let's get into a bit more about your sort of Thrive philosophy because, you know, it seems like there's sort of a few key pillars to that and obviously a big part of that is the food but then you also do have sort of some supplementation that goes along with that as well. So, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, you know, why you feel like that supplementation is necessary within this sort of paleo sphere, uh, and and sort of what supplements you do, and what benefits you see people getting from those various supplements as well. Okay, so my marketing manager is going to kill me for saying this, but you don't need supplements if you've got a, <laughs> a, a fantastic diet. Like you, you just don't. If you if you eat really well, you eat. You know, we all know this. You eat seasonal veggies, seasonal fruit, um, whole fruit, not juices. You have, um, you know. Uh, great sources of protein, grass-fed, free-range, you know, blah, blah, blah. If, you, if that is your diet day in and day out, you really don't need supplementation. Now, having said that, I use supplements even though I work at Thrive and even though I have the opportunity to eat there three times a day. If I'm traveling and I'm stuck in airports, I'm stuck in transit, um, I'll, I'll, I'll skip a meal if I don't have something good to eat. So I'll just take a, a shaker with some protein powder in it and I can always find water. So it's not a, it's not a replacement for the nutrients that you would get from fresh food, but it's it's a really good get out of jail if you are traveling or you're just not able to find you know optimal food um, on a day to day basis. Um, the, the other the other supplements. So we've got a really good protein powder, which is a grass fed whey mixed with a whole bunch of superfoods, and it serves really well as a, a stand in for a fresh meal if you can't get one. We also sell greens. Um, you know, Vital Greens is the market leader. Um, good green stuff is made by Newsest. We really like that. So we've worked with Newsest. We think it's a little bit better than Vital Greens. Um, and it's it's a great kind of insurance policy if you're not getting the greens that you should get. And obviously, a dehydrated vegetable is not as good as fresh vegetables, to state the obvious. But it's a hell of a lot better than um, a bottle of OJ that's been pasteurized and is full of sugar and devoid of fiber. So so I kind of see it as something that is it, – it, it is a supplement. It supplements your diet if your diet is not, not adequate. Um, you, you know, I think in terms of the other elements that we focus on, the other lifestyle elements that we focus on promoting and um, we, we try to give voice to on our website and also through our merchandising and the store is, you know, it's, it's about exercise. It's about rest and recovery. It's about sleep. It's about adequate sunlight. It's, it's, it's a much bigger story than just the food. But I think that – that nothing is more if, – if you don't get the nutrition right, then there's not enough other things you can do to kind of arrest the inevitable decline. Uh, but if you get the nutrition right, then there's lots of other things you can do to enhance where you've got to through nutrition. Uh, that's great points. All great points there, Josh. Um, and we, we've often spoken about that too. Obviously, food is crucial and getting your lifestyle surrounded you know, by perfect and amazing food is, is such a great – you know, start. And I suppose you're coming at it from an angle too where people can actually now come into an environment 
uh, where they would normally otherwise be stuck in the same sort of predicament as what you used to and having to choose sashimi or or not much else. Uh, yeah. and they can actually now buy at least one of their meals um, from a food court cafeteria sort of thing and, and get a really good um, meal and then also start to reshape their thinking around healthy food and healthy living. So it does work really well. Now, obviously, when uh, I was I was there with you um, at the Emporium, um, Dan was there, Dan Churchill was there. Has he played a big role in uh, helping you formulate your menu? Uh, he no, because we've only recently started working together. But he right. will going he he will going forward. Right. So so Dan Dan and I met through um, a mutual friend, and we weren't looking for a brand ambassador, and um, we had a number of people who were kind of acting as brand ambassadors, but they they weren't on the payroll, and it was just it was just kind of you know friends of the brand. Sure. But then the, the more I I got to know Dan, and and um, you know I think the guy's got genuine star potential he's, oh, he's yeah. a very great 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 guy and we're absolutely on the same page so uh and he's he's addressing an audience in a different way and it's a, it's a slightly different audience and so so I, I you know i felt there was a great opportunity for us to work together and you know hopefully we can pr- you know promote some of the things that he's doing and he can you know he can promote some of the things that we're doing but but since he started working with us um, we're working on the spring menu now, and I'm bouncing ideas off him for for the spring because you know we, we change the menu seasonally as as yeah. as one should you know to take advantage of seasonal ingredients. Um, not something you see in every food court takeaway joint, obviously, but it's not something that we want to do. Yeah. Um, Dan's um, Dan's a sounding board for all of that, uh, and and so the the clean living guys, Luke and Scott, so are. Um, you know, we've got a guy called Jack Brennan who used to work with Gordon Ramsay. He's like a, a very high-end chef. We use him to bounce ideas off in terms of sauces and condiments, and he's brought some really good ideas to the table that we'll be incorporating in the spring menu. So there's a number of chefs uh, and cooks and nutritionists that we bounce ideas off, but Dan is is certainly the most um, uh, he's certainly the most present at this stage. Well, uh, you know, when you bring it to Adelaide, Josh, I'm hoping this is coming to Adelaide. You know, if you need someone to sort of be an ambassador and to, you know, taste test your food for you and stuff, I'll be, uh, I'll be more than happy to be trying out the meals because they sound oh. pretty damn good. <laughs> self <laughs> plug, self <laughs> plug. Yeah. I love it. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll, I'll call you up on that. Sounds good. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Nice. It is awesome. It is hey, awesome. Um, Josh, I want to ask you a little bit more about fitness because you sort of touched on that before. But you know, having a look at your website, I'm seeing sort of references here to the Four Hour Body and doing you know four hours worth of exercise a month. I'm seeing another one talking about doing 12 minutes worth of exercise a week, and I reckon people are probably looking at that, thinking, "Hey, that sounds all right. How do I get away <laughs> with doing that little?" So, do you, do you want to give us a bit of an idea of your sort of fitness philosophy? And, and obviously, you're doing some sort of high intensity training there, and I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, you bet. Okay, so the the twelve minute workout refers to the body by science workout, which I I actually did exclusively for about six months, which is longer than I normally I normally periodize training, so I never do anything for more than about three months. But I did it exclusively for six months because it's unbelievably efficient. The reality is that it's probably more like twenty minutes in total, but you do it once a week. It's a particularly tough workout, and anyway, check it check it out online if you're uh, if you're not familiar with it. So so we and and the four hour body, I, I think it's just a great resource and you know tim's got some some really great ideas he actually referenced the way i found body by science was that it was in the appendix of of the four-hour body so it was kind of a you know around it through through tim to those guys doug mcguff and i can't remember the other guy's name but they're they're, they're great guys so the, the reason we kind of focus on that is i guess pretty obvious that we have a, a group of our customers probably you know two three percent of our customers that 
uh, athletes of one description or another and it's their job and they will they have the, the opportunity to train for hours each day and get massages and ice baths and recover beautifully and, you know, eat the right food all day long. Very small percentage of our customers. Most of our customers are a bit like me and probably a bit like you guys. We've got a lot going on. We're hyper busy. We know that we need to train and we want to train, but but we really I'm looking for the minimum effective dose, which is something that Tim Ferriss continuously refers to. He does, and um, and also at this age, I'm I'm 40. Um, I don't want to risk injury, so I don't. I'm not interested in doing heroic stuff that looks good. Um, if someone happens to be watching, not that I think anyone would be terribly interested. Uh, so, so I'm really looking at um, time efficiency and also injury minimization, and th- the routines that seem to affect that. Um, are pretty well encapsulated in the Body by Science book, in some of Tim Ferriss's stuff. There's another great book called the um, uh, the, the the Primal Primitive. The God, you know what? It's out here. I'm actually going to wander out and look at it while I'm talking about something else. But there's a, there's, <laughs> there's a number of these books that are the Purposeful Primitive. There you go, by Marty Gallagher. Um, and what what he does is distills the training routines of top strength athletes, uh, Olympic lifters, and um, and and then he breaks it down into if you want to train once a week, if you want to train twice a week, if you want to train three times a week, right the way up to you know bodybuilders or whoever who want to train five six times a week. I just don't have time for that. I don't think most of our customers have time for that. I think it's fantastic if you do, go for it. But I personally find that I get great results uh, doing anything between 30 and 60 minutes a week and at a stretch I can get away with 20 to, to, to 30. That's fantastic. I actually had the opportunity and the great pleasure to interview a guy. You, you remember his name, Trevor Hendy. I, yes. Uh, I interviewed him only a couple of days ago and, uh, and he's talked about – his transition from exercising hours and hours and hours every single day through to only 30 minutes a day. And, uh, and so he does it all very mindfully. And like us, you know, he's in his 40s and, uh, and he's now, you know. Hey, hey, hey. No, sorry, I was talking, I was talking to Josh, not you, you, you young whippersnipper. But uh, Josh and I are like 40 and then, and then uh, Trevor's 45. And so, but he still keeps in great shape from doing 30 minutes a day. And I think that's a really nice point that you make is that, the minimum effective dose, which is what um, Tim Ferriss is talking about as well, um, seems to be a, a nice thread that's coming through there. But it's also the same thing for food. Like the, minim- the minimum effective dose of protein, carbohydrate, and fat is, I think, so important to get right. And it looks like when I look at your menu with the foods and the meals that I tasted your joint, um, you, you look like you're, you're trying to get people to get a good amount of protein, get a good amount of high-quality carbohydrate, which includes salads and vegetables and you know, and sweet potato as, the, as a base, um, and then getting some fat in there as well. And who put you onto that model? Was I mean, is that just something sort of just threaded in or you just – you found that you you worked better with protein, fat, and carb, or did you read something? In in terms of the menu design? Well, no, more about you know making sure that everybody had protein and fat and carb with everything. Yeah, right. Okay. So so uh, so you know one of my frustrations with with eating elsewhere, even when you're trying to eat healthily in inverted commas, and you know I guess salad is 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 probably the classic example, is you you tend to end up with a, a huge amount of lettuce and anything between sort of 60 and 80 grams of protein, you might, if you've specified avocado, get a little bit of good fat. You have no idea what oils they're using in the dressing. Uh, generally, they're going to be crap 
crappy vegetable oils because they're cheaper. So you end up with this omega-6 biased fat blend, uh, a little bit of protein, 60 to 80 grams of meat, which is going to yield whatever, 15 to 25 grams of true protein. A lot of that's reconstituted meat though and heavily saline um, injected, which I wasn't aware of until I got to the food industry, but that's kind of what they do. It's gross, Um, eh? It's, it's just wrong um, and most people aren't aware of it. So, so even when you're getting 60 to 80 grams by weight, it, that's not the same as 60 to 80 grams of a chicken that you buy in a, in a butcher. So, so, so I, personally, I don't find it satisfying. And when I really dug into why it wasn't satisfying, it became obvious. There's, there's not enough protein, which is obviously highly satiating. The, the fat that is there is, is minimal and it's generally the wrong fat, you know, although you can get avocado and you can get nuts sometimes, which is, which is great. Uh, and then in terms of the carbohydrate, it was either non-existent or like as in it was just lettuce or it came in the form of bread that they put on the side or a wrap or whatever. So really empty, just empty calories that are just – and I hate using that term but it is kind of valid here. So, so we wanted to provide uh, the ability for customers to tweak the macronutrients depending on where they were at and where they wanted to get to. So for us, you know, offering carbohydrates like the sweet potato and cauliflower mash, it's just a – just a fantastic tasting product, but it's also a very low GI, slow burn carb that is uh, full of fiber and full of micronutrients. And I actually read this book called Sweet Potato, the Superfood. So, you know, I don't know how many people you know that have. <laughs> I, I, I tried to explain to someone that I'd read a book about sweet potatoes and they kind of tuned out. But anyway, it is, it's, a, it, it's kind of a, it's an amazing vegetable. Um, I'd, read that, I'd read that book. That good. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. So, so kind of you to say. Um, and we, but we also offer brown rice because you know there is, um, you know, a, a lot of uh, particularly our, our athletic guys, um, CrossFit guys, post workout they want to get a starch that's going to be, you know, it's going to peak peak insulin a little bit faster than the sweet potato would. So, so we offer a couple of different ways to to get your carbs if you want it. But if you don't want carbs, if you're on a low carb or you're on a cyclic low carb diet, you can specify baby spinach or mixed greens or whatever. And then with the the protein, we can tell you exactly how many grams you're you're getting. We're giving you a minimum of 140 grams, and that's the um, that's the Tassie salmon, which is you know it's it's salmon. It's not some reconstituted injected nice. meat. Yeah, mm. um, and we do up to 160, 160, 165 grams for the for the um, uh, the shredded uh, pork. So depending on what meat you specify, just the, the the basic price will get you a very filling serve of, of of protein and then from the fat perspective we only use olive oil macadamia oil and coconut oil so, so depending on on what it is that you've asked for and whether you've asked for any extras you can really tweak the fat as well but you can tweak it safe in the knowledge that it's good fat that sounds fantastic josh that that, that really does give you awesome options i reckon now we're almost out of time josh so while we're talking about the menu and the food what i want to find out from you is what is your favorite meal and if I can be a bit cheeky, from Thrive, of course, but if I can be a bit cheeky and say, can you give your listeners maybe some tips about how they could perhaps produce that themselves at home as well? Absolutely. You know, everything, everything we make is, is easy, to, easy to make at home and, and we really encourage customers to do it. So breakfast, nice. um, our, brec- our breakfast bowl is three free-range scrambled eggs. Um, I have, and, and you can also get you know, salsa and avocado and brown rice and spinach all sorts of stuff, but I have it with salsa, avocado and a free-range nitrate-free bacon. Um, that's kind of breakfast. Um, lunch, my favorite at the moment, it sort of changes season by season, but at the moment, uh, I, I can't go past the sweet potato base, but we can give you a half and half on the base. So I do uh, sweet potato and cauliflower, 
on one half, baby spinach on the other half. We use a, we do a, a Vietnamese uh, shredded pork, which is a free range pork. It's a, it's a lovely pork. Um, and it's just like a lemongrass, sesame seed kind of sauce through that. And then I normally do our broccoli side, which is, you know, an extra three bucks, but it's a, it's a, a broccoli crushed almond and chili um, uh, broccoli dish. So I have that on the side and, and that's, you're kind of good to go. Sometimes I'll have avocado, sometimes, you know, a couple of other things, but, but that's, that's basically enough for me. Uh, I don't need to snack in between meals. That's, it just keeps you going. Um, and if, and if I do want to have like a post-workout thing, then our salted caramel smoothie, which we make oh, on a, a raw almond milk. Yeah, oh, man, it's I love that. How good is that? It's dynamite. We actually make our own almond milk every day in store, and uh, we only keep it for the day, so it's super fresh. Well, I and, actually um, helped you with that because I had two in one day. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Excellent. Guys, um, what a great opportunity. Like, awesome, Josh, like, to be able to interview tonight, and uh, I know Brett got a lot out of it. I know he's peeking out. I reckon he would actually almost run barefoot to Melbourne <laughs> to try uh, thrive, and especially if you're not going to South Australia anytime soon, but... Um, Josh, thanks so much for joining us on the Wellness thanks, Guys. It's been thanks, awesome. Uh, anyway, if you if you're out there and you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, this sounds amazing," it is amazing. And if you want to go on to the blog or you want to check out what Josh is up to with Thrive, then visit uh, www.thrive.me. Now, Thrive is spelled T-H-R one, the number one V-E dot me, and uh, and go and check out everything. Got the menus there. There's recipes there. There's videos. There's blogs. There's so much stuff there, so you can get a heap of information and so thanks again josh it's been fantastic pleasure thanks damien thanks Thanks, buddy now guys make sure you go to our facebook page facebook.com forward slash the wellness guys and tell us what you thought of this episode share this podcast with your friends and your family and other strangers you think need a wellness update especially the strangers that you don't know and uh subscribe to us on itunes and while you're there leave us a five-star rating because brett and lawrence love that and give us a comment (laughs) until next week begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guys show Hi, this is Lawrence Tan from the Wellness Guys and Insights Champions Mind. The Wellness Summit is fast approaching and we have some limited spots for a selected group of people. If you are ready to take your body, your mind, and your life to the next level, join us as a VIP at the Wellness Summit. Ask the speaker any questions you want at our meet and greet and a VIP dinner. You get to sit in the first front four rows for an intimate experience and you get to take home the DVDs and MP3 recordings of the entire event. And for VIP Platinum holders, you get also a $500 wellness couch voucher to spend on any upcoming wellness couch event. Hurry, these Golden Planet VIPs are strictly limited. And for more information and to book your tickets, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.